You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, he's back. Rob Gronkowski ending his one-year retirement, rejoining Tom Brady now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We didn't get a lot of time to react to this. Just the possibility of, hey, Aaron Gronk might be coming back. You know, that Adam Schefter, he was a buzzkill yesterday. Because all of a sudden, Danettes were talking with uh, amongst one another, and all of a sudden, it was like there's this group text, and we go, hey, you're hearing Gronk, and then, hey, Shefty just reported he's passed his physical, he's going to Tampa Bay. I'm like, wait a minute, how is that a done deal? But Gronk, it seemed like an outlook. Am I surprised? And did I think he was coming back? No, I did not. I thought that he was happy working at the WWE. He's, he's a very smart, he's a good businessman. I think Gronk's good at playing dumb. But he's a smart guy. WWE has some business opportunities. And I thought he was just starting to get healthier. He had lost weight, started to feel a little bit better. And we know what the game did to him, all the surgeries there. And he's a Hall of Famer. And that's why I thought as much as he'd love to come back, as much as he'd love to play with Brady at another place and have fun, I just didn't think he would do it. He joins a talented group of receivers. You got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin, you got two tight ends right now. Braid and Howard, I don't know if you're going to keep both of those guys. Because I look at Gronk, he's not going to be your typical tight end here. He's not going to be your every down tight end. He's going to be the guy who can come in and you've got guys who are going to be able to stretch the field. Gronk works over the middle in the red zone. you got that security blanket for Tom. He knows what Brady does. Brady knows what Gronk does. He's not going to be the same Gronk that we saw a few years ago. But still, at that position... He sort of plays that position where I post you up. You know, if you play basketball and you have the guy who can just take up space inside and you can't move him, that's what Gronk can do. He can go over the middle of the field. He can take up space. Is he going to have yards after the catch? Probably not. But you start to look at what Tampa is doing. And, of course, I'm all in on my Buccaneers. I don't think this changes. It should change their Super Bowl odds. But it did. They went from sixth. Best odds to fourth best odds in the NFL. I didn't agree with that. I think Gronk helps them. I don't know how much. And I'm cautiously optimistic of what Gronk is able to do. We do know about the injuries. We know he's been limited. He hasn't played 16 games in a season since 2011. Single-digit games. Played twice in the last six years. He's 31 in May. I, I like it. Maybe it's one of those where he doesn't give you that much on the field, but I do think there's entertainment. I do think there is a levity that he can add, and Brady likes him being around. You know, Adam Schefter on his podcast had Gronk on recently, and this is September. And, you know, everybody kept thinking, if Tom calls, hey, if Tom calls. Well, Tom eventually called. It just wasn't with the Patriots, which we'll get into in a moment. But uh, here's a little bit of that podcast with Adam Schefter and Grunt. Tom calls you in December and says, Rob, come on, post stretch run playoffs. Don't have to come back that much. You're feeling good. Your toes are better from the CBD. Your body feels better. (laughs) (laughs) Your weights, your weights better. What do you say when Tom calls you? Uh, I want to have, I'm going to be doing his treatments, getting his pliability. If he comes over and rubs some CBD medic on me, I'll feel twice as good that, and then I'll be ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it'd be hard, it'd be hard to turn down your friend and quarterback if he calls you late in the season. 
I might have to try some of that CBD. <laughs> What's a stranger laugh, Mike Tyson or Rob Gronkowski? But Gronk is back. It's good for all of us, but you start to look at this, and I know we like to look at the optics here. Gronk wanted to come back and play with Brady, but not play in New England. If Tom is still in New England, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is coming back to play football. I think Gronk wants to have a good time. I do think when he gets on the practice field, and you could talk to former teammates, they'll tell you, when Gronk was in practice, he wasn't a goofball. He, he was serious in what he was doing. He was a serious football player. Off the field, he had fun. Remember when we were worried about Gronk because he was doing like keg stands and some, you know, stuff, and we're like, oh, man. And then you got Aaron Hernandez, and we're like, I'll take the keg stands. I'm good with that. He can be goofy all he wants. But Gronk coming back, I'm cautiously optimistic that it can work, but you already have a couple of good tight ends. Uh, maybe O.J. Howard can come back and give you the production he had two years ago. Cameron Braid is a probably the guy that they want to keep because that is more in line with Brady, what Brady wants with his tight end. O.J. Howard, I think, has a higher ceiling, but uh, fell off dramatically this past year. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. A couple of poll questions here. Let me run down the guest list. The aforementioned Adam Schefter will join us from the mothership. That'll be coming up a little bit. We'll talk to Nick Saban coming up in the final hour of the program. If you'd like to watch, you can. YouTube.com slash show, and, of course, our great radio affiliates around the country. If I told you back in August, these are the things that are going to happen. Now, just understand, even if I said, hey, these are things that could happen in August. Andrew Luck's going to retire. Antonio Brown's going to be out of football completely. Phillip Rivers is going to the Colts. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the Panthers' starting quarterback. Joe Burrow's going number one in the draft. Now, this is prior to last season. Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson's going to be the NFL MVP. Luke Keekley's going to retire. Tom Brady's going to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So is Rob Gronkowski. All of those things have happened since last August. Isn't that crazy? If I said three of these sound kind of far-fetched. Wait, so Cam Newton's not going to be in Carolina. Wait, Phillip Rivers with the Colts? So Joe Burrow, who had a substandard or an average junior season, is going to be, wait, he's going to be the number one, not Tua? Uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP. Wait, Lamar Jackson's going to be the MVP over Patrick Mahomes? Wait, Luke Keekley's retiring? Tom Brady's leaving. Like, And then you throw in Andrew Luck. Oh, by the way, all of those things have happened since last August. Yeah, Paul. This is why the NFL dominates. I mean, the NBA's got some pretty good storylines, the super teams, but look at this stuff. And there's a lot of bad stuff here, too. You don't want Andrew Luck going away. You know, you, you wish Antonio Brown would write his ship. But from a drama coverage standpoint, there's... 365. Yeah, and then I started to look at this with, uh, you know, the Patriots and having fun. And and I know that we people are going to be rooting for the Buccaneers to do well as if to say, hey, take that, Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, is, is the Patriot way starting to crumble a little bit? Are we seeing behind the curtain there? Tom doesn't want to stay there. It's not fun. I mean, those guys still have some Super Bowl rings to look at. I'm going to guess that the Packers didn't have fun with Vince Lombardi. And you got something for nothing. You got, you got a fourth-round pick for Rob Gronkowski. Because Rob wasn't coming back, 
salary cap wise, you wouldn't have been able to come having come back, and you got a fourth round pick. I I think both teams did well here. I think the Patriots getting something for nothing. Now we look at it and go, wait, they weren't going to get Gronk back. So you have to understand that Gronk wasn't going to play for New England. Gronk was going to play with Tom. his his allegiance, his loyalty is Tom Brady, not the Patriots. It's always been that way. Patriots got something for nothing. The Buccaneers got a security blanket for Tom Brady. And, of course, the sports sports media got content for the next couple of days. Not in that order. No. Who had the better day yesterday, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, or us in the sports media? And we get to use this for a little while and then bring it back when the season starts as well. Then we get to see Gronk in the uniform and how he looks in a Buccaneer uniform. Brady throws his first pass to Gronk. Gronk in Tampa, what could go wrong there? (laughs) you got to put him up in Jeter's house, right? So, Tom, you know, it's such a big house, although it's not that big because Tom had to go to the park to uh, throw. But you could have that where Tom needs to get away but he can't go out socially, so he just goes to the other end of the house, and then Gronk's there. Gronk sets up, like, you know, disco ball, dance floor, got beer on tap, and then Tom can go into another world by staying in the same house with Derek Jeter. All right, we'll come up with a poll question. Uh, McLovin, what are you sitting on today? Okay, uh, now that they have Gronk, are the Bucks the favorite in the NFC? Now, I understand you were early, and you don't want everyone on this bandwagon, but if we put that poll up, I think a lot of people are picking the Bucks now. I want them to be a little more under the radar here. I don't want everybody because th- this is this. I go back to the Cleveland Browns. Everybody hyped them. I got nervous, and I was like, when Paulie said, "Well, are they more likely to go far in the playoffs or not make the playoffs?" I said, "Not make the playoffs." I just didn't like the mix. I didn't like the coach. I didn't like the whole situation where that Odell Beckham is there and is he running the offense. You do have Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. So I start at the top with people that I trust. With Cleveland, with Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield in his second year, I just didn't trust that. Brady and Arians, I trust. The Saints are still team. They're not even the best team in their own division, in my opinion. The Saints are still the team to beat. As far as a Super Bowl contender, yeah, I guess. You know, if they win 11 games, you get to host a playoff game. You know, you got a chance to do some damage there. But I would say the Saints are probably the team to beat, certainly in that division. And then you have, you know, the Niners are going to be good again. By the way, absolutely stunned. John Lynch, the GM of the Niners, comes out and says, yeah, we had some interest in Tom Brady. They conversation. Who does that benefit? Like, John was in the media. He knows how this works. Are you trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo to play better? I don't know if this gets Jimmy Garoppolo to play better. But if that's the logic, okay. I just was I was shocked that John would say this. And, you know, give credit to Rich Eisen who asked John Lynch on his show, hey, you know, do you have any interest in Tom Brady? Yeah, we had conversations. That's why I kept saying, until I hear somebody say, that's crazy. We're not interested in Tom Brady. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, maybe that's why we didn't hear Kyle Shanahan say, we're not interested in Brady, because they were. They were. But don't admit it. But Garoppolo has to know, 
that, okay, if I'm going to get replaced, I get replaced by Tom Brady. All right. Now, at least he knows that situation. He knows, you know, Tom, he's, he's been there before. It, it, it would be kind of strange, though, for Garoppolo. It's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I get traded. Now he's going to come in and take my job. But, yeah, I saw that. And I went, you got to be kidding me. Why would you admit that? Crazy. Absolutely. What other poll questions do you have, McLovin? Okay, you mentioned it earlier. Would you rather play for a coach you hated and won the Super Bowl or play for a coach you liked and get to the playoffs and risk it? The Belichick question. And maybe, I don't know, is Nick Saban qualify for that or do his players like him? Well, you don't hear those players because those players aren't interviewed at Alabama. And I, I, I think there is a great respect for them. But it feels like they pick their words very carefully when they talk about Nick Saban. He'll join us later today. But I, I'm guessing, you know, it's just different in college because you have to, you're there for at least three years. Whereas as a free agent, you don't have to go play for Bill Belichick. Now you can say you don't have to go to Alabama, but if you want to win a national title, I don't know if the players feel the same about Saban. Does he take the joy out of the game? I don't know. But he is a Belichick disciple, so maybe he does. He coaches the joy out of it. I, I would rather play for somebody. I'd rather play for Belichick than I would Bruce Arians if you said you're going to have fun, but you're probably not going to win a championship or you got a great chance of winning a championship. I'd like to – this is the greatest coach of all time. I don't know if John Wooden made the game fun for UCLA, but he was the greatest coach we'd ever seen in college basketball. There are coaches who do make it fun, but maybe Bill Bellet or Bill Parcells wasn't fun to play for. He was tough, but he won. I'd rather win and and be so you know, quote unquote miserable than to not be great at what I do. It feels like Belichick is going to, by winning, take away some of that misery. You know, it's even worse when you're playing for a coach who isn't going to win a Super Bowl, and you hate playing for. Then that would be hell. But for the most part, I would want to play for Belichick. I'd, I'd, I'd want to know what that feeling is like. Now, I may get really tired. I couldn't put up with 20 years of that. But that's why we're in the position we're in. Brady's in Tampa, and Gronk followed him because neither wanted to play in that environment anymore. Ted in Tampa joins us, and then we'll take a break. Adam Schefter will join us. Yeah, hey, Dan. Uh, great show. Uh, the key to uh, what's going on here in Tampa, uh, yeah, we got uh, Brady, Gronk's coming uh, after right after his physical. The problem is, uh, check what's happening at NFL Central. Uh, efficiency rating for the offensive line, they've been in the bottom six in the league for the last five years, and their left tackle has had the last rating of all left tackles in the league for the last four years. Well, I know they're uh, going to they do something, Ted. They, they are. I mean, they it would be silly to bring in Brady and then not have a good offensive line because we know that he has no ability to extend a play. They're going to take – that'd be the first question I'm asked if I'm, Bra if, if I'm Brady and I say to Bruce Arians, what are we going to do with the offensive line? That'd be the first question. What are we going to do? Can you trade O.J. Howard? Can you get a draft pick? Can you get an offensive lineman in return? Uh, that's what I'm sure they're exploring here. But there's no way that that offensive line is going to be the same offensive line. Now, Brady will make that offensive line better. You hope that that offensive line makes Brady better as well. But yeah, that will certainly be addressed. It better be. 
Because my Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Paul. Dan, your Patriots, though, have a lot of draft capital. They've got a first-round pick. They have three threes, a four, a five, and four sixth-round draft picks. A lot of people think they're going to try to jump up a little bit, package some stuff. Hmm. A lot of rumors. All right. Uh, this program brought to you by LegalZoom. They made it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today. The right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. More phone calls. Settle on poll questions. Stat of the day. Play of the day. And yes, we have our Rob Gronkowski Tampa Bay t-shirt. I'll tell you what it is when we return. 18 after the hour. Adam Schefter joins us next year on the Dan Patrick Show. You're checking things all the time. You check your email, your Instagram, but you got to check something important. And it doesn't take long, and it's free to do thanks to Discover. Discover makes it quick and easy, and it's free. You check your FICO credit score. You probably go, wait, what? That's used by 90% of top lenders, and you can do it for free even if you're not a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit. You can check each month for changes there. The Discover Credit Scorecard. Free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe. Life's a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app, watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. He's Adam Schefter. He's ESPN senior NFL analyst and host of the Adam Schefter podcast. We just played a clip of Adam I believe back in September when he talked to Gronk about that possibility of coming back. And Adam joins us on the program. Adam, when did you start to get wind that Gronk was indeed ready to come back? Well, the funny thing is, I will tell you this, Dan, about a month ago, Jeff Passan, our baseball insider, if I can say this, (laughs) texted me that he was told Gronk is coming back. And I made some calls, and it was kind of poo-pooed at the time. But I also got word that there are a lot of players that were contacting Tampa that wanted to come play for Tom. It was not just him. And, again, it was the kind of thing that was just out there. Now, the speed at which it developed yesterday surprised me. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's draft week. It shouldn't have. But it just seemed like it was an idea a month ago that, that may or may not go somewhere. And then, obviously, it took off and exploded yesterday. If Brady is still in New England, is Gronk out of retirement? I don't believe he is, no. I think that this was a situation where if Tom left there, wherever he went, Gronk would have gone. If Tom would have gone to Los Angeles to put for the Chargers, I believe we might be having this conversation today about Gronk playing for the Chargers. If Tom had gone to San Francisco to play for the 49ers, I think Gronk might be playing with George Kittle there in the Bay Area. Wherever he was going to go, I think Gronk had it in his mind that he'd be interested in following. And you need no further evidence of that than going back two years ago to the draft of 2018, right before that draft. The Patriots reached an agreement with the Lions to trade Gronk to Detroit. And they were going to trade Gronk in a second-round pick and get back a second and a first-round pick, which would have given the Patriots three first-round picks in 2018. 
And Gronk, when he found out he was going, said, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to Detroit. Don't want to play anywhere else but with Tom. And so I think there's the evidence of the loyalty. And it was going to be Tampa Bay in this particular case, or it was going to be nothing, which is why, Dan, I think New England really was stuck. New England doesn't get stuck often. But in this particular case, Gronk had a $10 million salary. They only got a million dollars against the cap. If he says, I'm coming back, they got to carry that salary, clear the space, and make room for him. And they weren't prepared to do that when he didn't want to do that. Could have made life hard for them. And so they took a player that wasn't going to play for them and turned it basically into a fourth-round pick. Did the Patriots have a good day yesterday? Well, I don't think it was a bad day. I think it was business as usual for them. I think that they, again, traded Gronk in a seven for a four. So... To me, that's about as good as they could do in that particular case. Now, I guess you're asking that because there's some people saying, oh, boy, Tom's gone, Gronk's gone, people want to leave, that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You, you think they care there? They don't care. <laughs> They're going on. They got the draft tomorrow. They got 12 picks. They're tied with the Vikings and the Jaguars for the second most picks in the draft. They're looking ahead. They're not looking back. Dan. They're, they're on to the draft. Do you think that Belichick cared? Does he care about this story? Other than they got a fourth-round pick, and I'm I'm with you on this. I think the Patriots did better. I mean, they got something for nothing. Yeah. And and so I get that. But do you think that Belichick cares about this situation that those two are reunited? I, I don't. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think he's so he's so singularly focused on what he needs to get done and the draft, and the difficult times that we're all living in and trying to adapt his organization to where we're at right now, that at the risk of setting root, the last thing he's thinking about is Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. He couldn't care less in my mind. <laughs> we're talking to Adam Schefter, of course, the great insider. Uh, he'll be working the draft, and of course, his podcast, the Adam Schefter Podcast, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, Zach Taylor, um, we, we had Zach Taylor on, and he said, you know, we're kind of locked in on, on who we're going to take. Yeah. Um, have, they, have they wavered at all? Has there been an offer presented to them about going up to number one? I don't believe they've wavered one bit, Dan. Okay. I'm sure people have called, and they have held firm and true to the guy that they've wanted all along. They have not balked at all. They have not wavered at all, not to my knowledge. Uh, I'm sure they have gotten some calls, and they have told anybody who is called to date, uh, thank you very much, but no thank you. We are staying where we are, and we're going to take the quarterback from LSU, Joe Burrow. And I know that you're you're not an analyst, you're an insider, but when you start to look at what's going on, like you have to be an analyst in looking at the games that are played leading up to the draft. What is real, what is not. Yeah. You know, And I always say it's a roller coaster ride for every quarterback. And you look each week, and it felt like each quarterback got a week where we talked about them. We praised them, and then we buried them. You know, Jordan Love had his week. And then, you know, it feels like Justin Herbert got his week. And now Tua is getting a week that he doesn't want because it's all negativity here. How do you sort out exactly what is going on with Tua and his camp? You know, Dan, it's funny you say that because I think of that. And every year we watch it unfold, and I think this is the 30th NFL draft that I've covered. And you see these guys, in a way, they're like stocks. Their yeah. stock is up one week, their stock is down the next. It's up, it's down. 
and you never quite know the way it's going to go, but rest be assured, during the process, almost everybody outside the number one overall pick will have his stock down at some point in time, no matter how good he is. And so Tua has gone through that. Look, and I'm a part of this. Like, I ride that wave, too. Last week I thought, boy, Justin Herbert's going to the Dolphins, I think. And now I don't know that I think that anymore. And I don't know what I think with Miami at five, to be perfectly frank, if I'm going to tell it like it is, because the Dolphins have done a great job when you talk to people. They say, I say, what do you know? They said, I know it's very quiet out of Miami. My sense today is that the Dolphins like Jordan Love and Tua more than they like Herbert. But do I know that? I don't know that, Dan. Oh, my God. I'm, 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 and listen, that's the beauty of this draft. You know why? Because it's the bewitching hour. It's the moment of the truth, and everybody's <laughs> got to put their cards on the table, right? Like, yep, here's the quarterback we like. We like this one. We're taking this guy, and there's no hiding it. But you also have people who will yeah, – remember when Tua was getting roughed up and then Trent Dilfer, who had been working him out, came yeah. to his defense, and then it – like, it, it's this game of ping-pong with opinions here. Uh, Boomer Esiason going after Mike Lombardi – talking about how how could you dare leak this information about Tua? This is a smear campaign. You know, are they hoping that he gets to New England and Belichick takes Tua because he's friends with Saban? Like, there's some wild bleep going on here. That's what the draft is and always has been. And it's a situation where that, I mean, it's just, yeah, teams floating things in an effort to help themselves. You never know. If they're pushing an agenda to try to get a certain player to a certain spot, all it takes is one. Li- like you hear anonymous medical things. I'll say this medically, I never like to say this is just me too much about a guy before a draft because I don't think it's fair to the player. And I think it is a situation. I'm not telling you that, that what somebody's going to say is going to influence, but maybe it does. Maybe it does. Let the process fall where it will. And then you come out and say something afterwards about the guy's medical. Like I remember a few years ago, I was told that Shaq Lawson, who was projected as a first-round pick, I think had a torn labrum, if my memory serves me correct. I didn't say anything about it. I just let the draft unfold. And um, the Buffalo Bills wound up taking him, and I popped onto ESPN. I said, well, Shaq Lawson, great player, but there were some teams that had concerned about his labrum and might need surgery. And the Bills came on. Rex was the head coach. And said, That's not true. doesn't need it. <laughs> And a week later, Shaq lost in that torn labrum surgery. Well, I did the NBA draft one year, and I had uh, an agent from another client, a group of clients, come up to yeah. me and say, I hope you're going to bring up uh, you know, this guy's uh, his knee problems. He won't last more than five years in the uh, NBA. Who was the guy Paulie drafted by Portland was Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. And, yeah. and he did have knee issues, but this agent said, I hope you, you and Billis are going to talk about this on the show that guy won't last five years because of his knee issues. Hey, hey, listen, a, a lot of times, Dan, the, the, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it, it's real sometimes, okay? But sometimes it's not. And you know what? Different guys heal and, 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 and take care of their bodies differently and have chances to throw. You just don't know. It depends on where they go, how they handle There's There's no way it, it, to fully know. It's, it's really just a dart throw. And seeing what happens. But, you know, to me, just personally, with the injury kind of stuff, unless it's, you know, obvious out there, everyone knows, 
you know, some of the quieter things. I just like to leave it alone. And then when the guy's drafted, you go say something about it. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I, I was absolutely dumbfounded that John Lynch said to Rich Eisen, yeah, we did a drive-by with Tom Brady. Why, why say that? Because I think people suspected that they were interested. And look, I guess what I would say in response to that is there are 31 other teams that should have been having that conversation. Well, maybe not 31 because Kansas City shouldn't have had it. But if you're a quarterback or you're a team and you've got a quarterback that hasn't been a perennial Pro Bowl player, a future Hall of Fame guy, every single one of those teams should be discussing, as the 49ers did, do we make this move? Should we make this move? Do we go sign Tom? And what would happen with our quarterback? What could we get? Are we in a better spot now, long term? I, mean, I just think it's healthy. Now, it's a must-lie situation, Adam. It's a must-lie, especially with Garoppolo, who's already you know, taking the slings and arrows here. He's already a little sensitive here. I'm, I'm going to guess. And now all of a sudden, your coach doesn't come out and dispel anything? They should have said, no, we have our guy. We wish Tom well. He's always been a great opponent, but we got our guy. It's fair. I, I'm not going to argue with you, Dan. I, 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 but listen, to my point, like I said, 20 teams should have had that discussion. But I guess most of them wouldn't admit that they did. All right. Fair enough. Where are you going to be tomorrow? Exactly where I'm sitting right now, <laughs> my home office, with my dogs on my couch, my kids screaming for me, my wife saying, come take out the garbage, whatever it may be. Uh, have you heard about uh, our Tampa Bay T-shirt situation? What is your Tampa Bay situation? Well, we came out with the T-shirt as soon as Tom announced he was going to Tampa Bay. We yeah. came up with Tampa Bay, made T-shirts. Yeah. Not bad. You know what I like better? What? Could we do this now? Like, can I whisper it to one of you guys and, like, we, we go in together, Dan? Sure. I can do a rev, a rev share. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you say it now, then you said it on the air, now it's, it's, it's you know, a, it's on record. Uh, yeah. It's not like it's anything ingenious. Okay, right? here, just, we, just, here we go. But I, 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 like, I, I like the T-shirts, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Patriots or the New England Buccaneers. All right. Just plain and simple. I, I, the Tampa Patriots. How about that? I don't think we need to get cute. Just the Tampa Patriots. I mean, that, that's right. fine by okay. me. Right. I, 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 we don't need to get cute here. Okay, how about this one? The Gronkineers. <laughs> I'm sure he likes that. You know, that's... Well, we're printing up that T-shirt this morning. Okay, well, yeah. you going to me? You send something to me then? Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. Okay, good. Now, you, you strike me as a sleeveless kind of guy. Definitely not a sleeveless kind of guy, you know. You got like little patches of hair growing on your arm. You oh, you to show that off. You I, know? I, and I saw Michael Scott, you know, in the office in the basketball game, and, and it struck me as you might be sort of a Michael Scott like basketball mm. player, like su- surprisingly jacked. Uh, back in the day, you know, I was the last guy on my high school basketball team. I wasn't very good, but I was a tryhard guy. I, I was not talented like you in basketball, Dan. You were a tryhard guy. Uh, always been a tryhard guy. Never very talented, but always tryhard. Uh, uh, we'll get you uh, some T-shirts. We got the uh, Tampa Bay. Well, we were told by Tom's uh, law firm that we have to. Uh, uh, I got a letter yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, they said we got to stop selling the T-shirts by the cease, end of the month. Cease and desist. I didn't get that yet. I, I yeah. think I got a cease. I didn't get the desist yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have to uh, stop selling those T-shirts. By well, I, like I said, New England Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Patriots. It's just, it's simple but effective. All right, we'll workshop that. 
Yeah, please do. All right. Uh, have fun tomorrow. And don't tip yeah, any Julie picks. Dredd, thanks for having me. Be well and stay safe to you and everybody out there. That's Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider. The Adam Schefter podcast as well. This week, his uh, guest, uh, Joe Burrow, and the head coach of the Bengals, Zach Taylor. Always good to have Schefter on. But I wanted a little bit more of a courting period, a little bit more flirtation with the Gronk situation. That happened quickly. In the words of Ron Burgundy, that escalated quickly. I went, wait, wait a minute. No, no. And he passed his physical. How did Gronk pass his physical? Okay, was it a virtual physical? <laughs> Damn, I want to do that. Where I don't have to go in, I could do a virtual physical. So how you feeling, son? Well, let me feel myself. Good. By the way, I'm sleeping with my barber. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's going to be a shock to say this on uh, national radio and TV. I'm sleeping with my barber. Yeah. Steve? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. No. My wife gave me a haircut oh. last night. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those, she goes, uh, do you care if I cut your hair? And I said, you've had a glass of wine. No. And she said, no, I'll, I'll be good. And they, they take that first. And I go, and you see just a clump of hair falling. I go, oh, my God. And I thought, I'm going to come in. I'm going to look like Fritzy. Yeah, Paul. It was a little flyaway yesterday. It looked like you'd uh, about two weeks past your oh, cut, cut window. by far, by far. And my wife goes to uh, CVS, and she goes, I got some clippers. And I go, okay. And uh, so she gave me a haircut last night. Yes, Todd. What's that like, seeing a clump of hair fall <laughs> Just, just trying to share the, don't know what that's all about, but I'll take your word oh, for it. Oh, how many decades has it been since you've seen a clump of decades. hair? Decades, wow. Wow, that, that's mean. So beyond that. But back hair, back hair. And the little arm hair that Schefter referred to, little yeah. patches of arm hair. Yeah. All right, so we have a new T-shirt. It's uh, the, the uh, Gronkineers. We'll show it to you. Come And I know you're going to say, that's so bad. We know it is. We thought Tampa Bay was so bad, and it got us in trouble. Yeah, Seton. Now you have a set. You get yeah. the Tampa Bay and the Gronkineers. The Gronkineers. together. Yes. <laughs> you had to complete the set, right? Yeah, we do. We do. But the Gronkineers, that's uh, the new T-shirt. <laughs> I believe it's up on the website already. You can order it. Yes, Todd. Now, Gronk doesn't seem like the type that's going to have his lawyers contact us about that. I too. don't think we need to mention that right now, do we? I think that's not no, even out there. I don't think. What if Gronk is hired the same law firm as Tom? It's possible. Yeah, it is. That's why we should just let's just plead ignorance here. Or we, you know, take the bull by the horns and do the trademark thing and not have to even worry about. That. I don't want the trademark to it. I didn't. Yeah, but want if someone's th- going to come in and s- stop us from making them, and we have to consider. That's okay. Whole- How about you and all your free time? You I'm file for the time. trademark, Todd. I'll have to look into that. I'll make some calls. I'm good at making calls. There is no way that this will go any further than what it just did right here. There's no way. But if really? you want it, go get it. I think I'll look into that. I'll call my trademark people. I got all kinds of trademark content. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Play of the day is coming up next year. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll talk to Nick Saban and uh, check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Matt in South Carolina. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me today? Hey, what's up, DP? <clears throat> I was going to say, like, how this affects the Bilicekian way in the long run. Um, I know Schefter said he doesn't care, but it seems like 
just from a, an optics point of it, it seems like a big statement. And also, uh, just wanted to the, the lack of journalistic integrity, not giving credit to the original breaker of the story. Uh, shout out to Leroy, the 12 year old blind English mastiff who's addicted to breaking news. Uh, happy retirement, Leroy. All right. Well, thank you, man. A little Barstool Sports uh, mention there. I saw with uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel Jeremiah, who worked the draft for the NFL Network, had a tweet. Here's a good strategy for the 2020 NFL draft. Just collect as many LSU players as possible. How many times have you watched a game and they do the introductions with the players? You know, Sunday night football, players from LSU, players from LSU, players from LSU. And then I'd always go, how are they not winning multiple national championships? And, and that was back when Coach Miles was there. And I kept thinking, they have so much talent. Now, they always had a quarterback issue. Now, they not anymore, or at least they didn't have it last year. I was also wondering, we got Nick Saban on in the final hour today. Nick Saban, since the 2008 draft, which followed Saban's first season at Alabama, Alabama's had 87 players drafted. That's 12 more than the next program, LSU. In that time span, Alabama's had 29 players drafted in the first round. That's 11 more than any other school. Ohio State is second. It's a good friend's twiddle. Now, we normally have them on 420, but... uh, Due to the uh, social distancing here and the coronavirus, we couldn't have them on. Yeah, Paul. I wonder what they did when they were sitting home alone <laughs> on their couch on that day. Jason Lockenfora, the NFL reporter for CBS, while O.J. Howard was not part of the Gronk trade, I'm told there remains a distinct, also, you know, he left out, he misspelled distinct, possibility ends up in New England. Uh, this is hardly the only option for him, but very much alive. Yeah, I think that's obvious with O.J. Howard and the Patriots and, you know, how much Belichick loves the tight end position. I don't think you can have three tight ends. Yeah, I get it with Gronk that you, you need to have that insurance there. And Cameron Brait, uh, if you have O.J. Howard, I don't know if you have formations where you have all three tight ends out there. Maybe you do, but uh, that's uh, Jason Locken for. I get that, that, uh, in fact, when we first started, Mike Florio brought this to my attention, and he said, hey, if Gronk comes back, he's got leverage against the Patriots. Salary cap issues, and he doesn't want to play in New England. Therefore, what's New England get for him? The fact that you can't take on his salary, what can I get? And that's exactly what happened. Gronk had leverage, said, I want to come back and play, and the Patriots go, you know, we, we, we've moved on from Tom and we've moved on from you. But he wasn't going to play for New England anyway. Now, he had, he had leverage and he used it. And I'm just curious, does Gronk call Tom? Because Gronk all along said, hey, if Tom calls, man, it's going to be tough. Now, maybe he was joking, but does Tom call? Does Tom let him know? I was wondering this scenario. Okay, so I'm going to go over there and see uh, Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft, and tell him I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to call Bill Belichick, and then I probably call my wife, Giselle, and I say, hey, you know, she'll go, how'd it go? Good, good, good. And then I call Grunk. 
Now, you've already talked to Bruce Arians earlier in the night. Then maybe you say to Gronk, hey, bro, Tampa Bay, keep it quiet. Let me know what you think. That's where I'm headed. And maybe that's where we are right now because of that. But if Brady calls you and says, how are you feeling? Now, Gronk could say, well, what do you mean by that? Like, how am I feeling after last night having beers with my brothers? Or how do I feel physically after I've lost this weight? Not both. But more importantly, how do you feel as a football player? Because I want you to come and play. Come down and, you know what, just let's do one year. Just do, let's just take it one year at a time. Fox will wait for you. WWE, you can still do that. Yeah, Paul. I told my daughters, and my daughters, by the way, know exactly who Rob Gronkowski is. I told my daughter, uh, Rob Gronkowski's coming out of retirement to play for the Bucks. And my young daughter, Molly, goes, is he still going to host Crash Leets? Because he's really funny. <laughs> Probably he's going to be able to do that as well. All right, what's the poll question we're going with, McLovin? And are you guys okay with the Gronkineers t-shirt? Because I, I, I've, already, I've already put it up there on the website. And they're sleeveless, too. Yeah, Todd, you got to love that. I love it. I love the Suns Out, Guns Out with yeah. the DP logo. It's got everything you want. The colors of the Bucks. it's great. Thank you, Todd. McLovin? So I put up, are the Bucks the favorite in the NFC? 42% say yes. Mm. Does this still bother you? I know yeah. you want that bandwagon. Yeah, I got it. I'm slowing my roll here. They're going to the playoffs. I, I, there's some more things that have to happen here a little bit. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. We'll dive into the draft, and Nick Saban will join us in an hour. Dan Patrick Show.